talk. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of You Talk Too Much and we are here in Otara at um, a local cafe called Alexander Cafe. It's amazing. They do healthy breakfast and great coffee so please make your way down if you can. I am here with my friend Norma and today's topic is about her story based on her story of course and it's basically how she's overcome challenges and become a better person so we're going to start off our podcast episode as we usually do where I will get her to introduce herself properly and tell us a bit about herself. Hi everyone um, my name is Norma Masoy. I am 28 years of age I am someone for someone. I'm a single mom of one who's just turned two late last year. I currently go to the Mangri Samoan Methodist Church in Mangri. And you work in the education sector, right? Oh, okay, so you've moved on. I, I, I met Norma through um, my work. But, so we, what are you doing now? I'm currently working at the warehouse distribution centre at, um, in Mangri, the Countdown Progressive. So I'm there now. <laughs> Thanks, Norma. Uh, cool. Just found out about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, do you want to share a bit about um, how you grew up and yeah, and how you came to have your child? Um, I'm the oldest of six. I'm, I fell pregnant in 2018. I didn't find out I was pregnant till I was like six weeks. I was at a volleyball national tournament and my volleyball team noticed that I wasn't myself, even myself, but I thought I was just overtired and just stressed. So I, I kept sleeping a lot, no one, until I just randomly tried it to take the test the next day and yep, I was pregnant. Sons, I was. Okay, we're just gonna. Um, yeah. So my next question is. Uh, so is was your father, uh, your your child's father, uh, the same, become someone, or was he from a different culture? Uh, my son's dad is Tongan, Tongan German. He's. Um, And how, how was it dating someone as a someone like I'm Tongan, 
um, how was it dating, yeah, a Tongan is a Samoan girl? Um, it was, uh, it was good, it was alright at first, um, my parents didn't really approve of me, well, he was the first guy I brought home, so... <laughs> My dad found it hard to like accept the fact that I finally told him I had a boyfriend after how many years? And yeah, it was hard at first because my dad was embarrassed because he didn't have much English. So he really wanted to conversate with my son's dad, but he couldn't because his English was like little. But he, yeah, it was like, it felt normal. like. There was no differences between us. Yeah. Yeah. And you grew up in the Methodist Samoan Church, right? Yes, born and raised. Grandparents are ministers, and yeah, so my dad's the minister's son. Yeah, that's similar to me. I grew up in the Tongan Methodist, and my grandfather was a Methodist missionary minister. So that's one connection Norma and I have. Do you wanna um yeah, do you wanna talk about that your 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 um son's father a bit, like how you met him and what made you want to be with him? Um I it's funny because I kinda got set up <laughs> from his family. Um both our sisters played sport together. So we pretty much, I grew up with uh, watching his little sister grow to be a real talented sports player. So both our sisters were playing sports, pretty much the same sport for everything. And I met him for the first time at a, one of the first 15 rugby games where his brother was playing. He was also captain at that time. And yeah, it started off from there. It was, it was, um, It was really good. Um, locks, for sure. <laughs> locks, um, just him. He was like, he looked scary. Like, to be honest, he was, he, yeah, he was big, big built and looked like gangster. That was my first impression of him. But when I got to know him, he's like real soft, like, he's a gentleman. And that's, that got me falling for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I have. I mean, well, Islanders, right? Our men. It's easy, a lot of, you know, genetically, our men are. They look quite. Um, well, what's the word I'm trying to use? Find. Sorry. They intimidating, right? And then you know, when you get to know them, their personality is so. Their mama's boys. They're soft-hearted. Yes. Yeah, so um, I know that there's something happened with him. Do you, are you comfortable sharing what happened with your um, son's father? Um, so I didn't have a good, uh, easy pregnancy. Um, leading up to like halfway mark for my pregnancy, um, like he kind of he didn't kind of he, he left me to be with somebody else um, so yeah 
which which really caught me big time. It uh, broke me and my family. But leading up to it, he was he was still like supportive. He was like he went missing for a bit during my pregnancy, and I didn't know where he was and all. Uh, he so he texted me and said that he was seeing somebody else, and I to this day I still remember it word for word of that text. Uh, and then a few days later. Literally, so I'll get the text on early morning Tuesday, and then Monday night, I I found out something had happened to him. Um, he he was in trouble with the police, and they well, pretty much the uh, the story is still out. It's still investigating, but pretty much he was he wasn't looked after properly in the police custody, and to this day we still I don't um, also so that happened and that broke me. I had my my brother-in-law's girlfriend and his her mom come and tell me that he was gone uh, we had we rushed to the hospital to to say goodbye before we turned off the the machine but we had luckily we had an extra day and a bit to to be with him till his parents come back from Tonga and um, yeah it's really messed up story during that time between the time I got the text that he was leaving me for someone else to the time that he he left this left like left uh, left me like permanently it, it was mixed yeah, it, yeah it, it turned around too fast like a lot of people, some people in my own family, some are like, why, why are you going to the hospital? You don't need to go. Like, and then some are like, you need to go, say goodbye. And it's, I was just everywhere. I didn't know, but for me and myself, I wanted to be there. Though he hurt me, I like this was different. Just him going it was like the time frame between like we broke up to him passing away was just too too short like yeah. Yeah. wow Norma thank you so much for sharing that with us that must have been so hard um, had he been like had he been treated similarly like I know the, the final time he encountered police was pretty dramatic was he treated similarly in other cases before that last encounter he had with police? No, I, I didn't know he was in trouble with the police for anything before that. Like, I didn't know his, his like, past with, with the police.
piece of that. But yeah. I like I understand why you went to the hospital, you know, when you love someone, you love them till the day, you know, um, you know, your last breath pretty much, as corny as it sounds. Um, because, but you, so you know, so when people leave someone else, they have left them, but they still love them, you know, actions, you take actions to preserve yourself when you go, but the love will always be there, eh? So I understand why you went to the hospital. You did uh, share your story with New Zealand, right? Can you share a bit about how that was for you and the outcome of that? Um, I, when I broke, came out of the news, it was uh, it was hard to watch. Um, it pretty much stated what actually happened. Like it didn't twist anything. That was the true story of what happened between me and him, and leading up to how how he was gone. Uh, like especially that last day he was here. Um, uh, social media is dangerous, I swear. And just seeing like comments about like not caring about him and. He deserved, like, saying stuff that he deserved what he got and all that, that broke me. I tried so hard not to, like, uh, comment back or or reply to anything because it was just too much. Um, <coughs> but I'm kind of glad it came out on the media. So people could see his real story. I know people would judge him by his last actions, but they don't know him, how how I did, and his family and friends knew him. And my son made the the news, <laughs> and I just I know my son's gonna gonna watch that when he grows up. So yeah, it's just I'm glad it came out. So. It was hard when like the comments started coming through. There was like probably like seven out of ten of the people were all negative comments, and the rest, were, I just like no matter why our people say don't read it, or oh, I just read it. I can sit there for days and I was just reading everything, like how some people would be so heartless with with what happened. Yeah, I think that's what makes me nervous about creating this podcast is because I'm very protective of my friends and family who have opened up their hearts and shared their stories with the world um, in the hope of helping others. So I am very mindful of, you know, so-called trolls. And I guess that's why people are hesitant to do anything, really, because social media is a thing now and people can just take out their own anger about their own lives on social media and words you know words hurt it's they're, they're not just breaking it's just not um sticks and stones that can break you words are real powerful eh so yeah i am uh, that is something that weighs on the mind on my mind doing this um yeah and just what you said about how Allah was treated yeah i, I have family members who 
who are tall big guys and have been taken you know inside and they will never be treated you know calmly they'll never be at, at, from what's happened with my family members the police just jump on them they don't try and de-escalate the situation because of how big um, the men in my family are so I understand what you're talking about in terms of how he was treated uh, I do know the family he comes from I worked with them and they're a lovely God-fearing family can you share a bit about what you know about how your partner grew up Definitely a God um, family orientated family. They're so supportive of each other. Like, like if I was, if we were getting married and all this, I would have the best set of in-laws. Like, they're just so loving. Like they, I feel like sometimes, even he said it himself, um, a lot that. His family loved me more than him, which was pretty sad. It was sad, but I felt like it was true sometimes. But yeah, they're, they're like well-respected uh, bunch of, uh, especially his siblings. Real talented in sport. Uh, he, I know he grew up, um, he went to Tonga, came back. He was like, I didn't know much about his childhood. He told me like how he lived the hard life. He had to work, help his parents, um, him and his older sister, his sister after him to look after the siblings. So it was like about seven of them. And yeah, I didn't call him. He he would do anything for family. And he would, he would drop anything to go and help if someone's in need. Like he was, that's him and his family. Yeah, and I, I'm Tongan and I've grown up uh, very, you know, much in the Tongan culture and I, I can kind of understand how either the obligation that he felt towards his family as an older sibling. Um, the men in our culture carry a lot and I guess us in the next generation, especially if I have sons, they I will want them to know that they're not obligated to me, you know, because I can imagine how your partner felt about always having to be a role model and also provide, and that pressure does get to them. And then they have, you know, New Zealand looking at them like they're thugs in waiting or just not giving them the benefit of the doubt. So all that pressure that goes on in our young men's minds. Um, yeah, so, so, how did you feel when you had your son after everything that you were going through? Um, uh, uh, funny thing, so me and my partner, uh, me and Alo were both born on the 23rd of our birthday month. So Alo was 23 of May and I was 23 of September. And my son, we, uh, he was due on 27th, but we all had a funny joke to try and like push him out on the 23rd so we could all be on 23 but he wants to come out on the 24th <laughs> so literally at midnight after the 23rd of November I started contracting I had no idea I was contracting like during the pregnancy since he, since I left I had no complications I had like 
I felt I knew that Allah was like sorry he left me like that. Hence why like my pregnancy was so easy. Like he didn't I had like nothing, no sickness, just the normal like spew normal but other than that even uh when I was in the room delivering him, it was fast, like, I wasn't even on anything, it was all natural, and, yeah, so it was just my mom and my sister in the room, um, I didn't know what was going to happen, but when he came out, oh, it was like, his eyes were still closed, my eyes were still closed, I, I could feel him in my arms, and the minute we, I opened my eyes, he opened his eyes, and I just cried. I just... both opened our eyes at the same time we both cried because he, he didn't cry and usually I thought babies were supposed to cry when they come out but he didn't until we both saw each other and then we did to come uh, to like come to the hospital they didn't think I was um, I had given birth yet my sister didn't tell them they were once they heard to come to the hospital they were crying apparently they all cried on their way to the hospital but they little did they know they he they didn't know he was here so they were they didn't have to wait they just like had to wait to come inside to see me so it was nice to have everyone. It was like all happy and sad tears. It's just he's finally here. Like he went, his dad went, but he like came back. Yeah, so that's how. Yeah. That is sounds so intense and yeah, but it sounds like a really beautiful experience for not only you but everyone connected to your son's father eh? just because he's a beautiful boy <laughs> so, so what um how like what was your yeah how were you able to move forward from you know knowing that you weren't gonna have your son's father there how how did you manage to move forward as a single mother I feel like I still haven't moved forward yet. Um, I've, I've accepted he's gone. I've accepted what he's done. Um, 
but moving forward, it's it's like I don't have closure to be in order to move forward. If you know what I mean, like like here, yeah, people can say that oh, that wasn't him. He, he came back to me so I was told he came back the night before to come back to me but I like I wish that he did actually come back to to my house because then that incident wouldn't have happened but um, just moving forward I'm just living for him my son like he's the only thing that's helping me move forward I want him to live a good life. Um, I want him to know his dad. And then it's going to be up to him how he takes it, which is going to be hard to. So it's like an ongoing story for me. Like, it's not finished until my son knows. Then I can. Yeah. Every day I just try and live happy and for my son. Like,. He's like, even when he's born, like, we've had no trouble besides freaking everything. But, um, just like sickness, nothing, like, never had anything serious like happen to him. It's like, like a blessing, like, he's like, it's real. How people say, oh, he's watching over you, but you don't know how it feels when it actually happens to you. And that's how I feel. Like moving forward, like I know his dad's like, like he's here, like he's not here physically, but he's here every time. So it's how definitely seeing my son helps me to move forward. Like it goes day by day. It's hard, like man, like occasions. That's the big one. It, like I get, I go up and down all the time, but at my my boy makes me keep going yeah. <coughs> so what are your hopes and yeah I think you mentioned it, like what are your hopes and dreams for your son especially um, considering you don't know how he's going to take you, you know the story of you'll tell him about his father? Uh, I hope he, he just understands properly like how everything happened. Um, yeah, he's, it's, just, it's just a waiting game now until he grows up. I don't know how he will take it. I want him to know the truth. Because then I can feel like some kind of closure. <coughs> yeah, I just, I, yeah, it's just waiting game for, for us, for him. But we're still, we're, um, I still play a part in the NASA family. <laughs> I feel like I'm married. I'm married to the family, so I'm pretty much at the any family events they have. I go see his parents every week. We're always there, and it's it's hard to like 
the, we can't break that connection now. So I'm glad my my son really my son loves his dad's family. And I just hope our, our connection is gonna keep going. Like I know some of them say like have have you moved on or like have I? I was like oh, I don't know when I will properly until I feel like until my son knows the story then I feel like I will then but right now so I know that you've said that your life is about your son which makes total sense um, have you been able to do anything for yourself that you're proud of particularly since you know going through all the obstacles that you've gone through I lost weight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Like, I feel like oh, my first, the first two years. So it's been, it's going to three years since he's passed. Two years, I've been like, uh, like real up and down. Uh, I didn't really. I was real anti. I didn't really want to be out much or like. But late last year, I like, like finally got out. Like usually, I'm never out, but lately I've been going out. <laughs> but it was only for like occasions and that. Um, I jumped into the ring for the first time. <laughs> I uh, it was so that was like to over to show my son that I'm strong. Like to overcome, pretty much to like. I've overcome what me and my son's dad went through or like what happened with me and her and having to raise a boy coming out on social media like with, with him on the news and and all like to yeah it was just to like I, I can I can move on like I can I can do it kind of thing I would never, never in my life I would ever say I would step in the ring. I've never had a street fight and yet I threw myself in the ring. <laughs> but it was just, uh, yeah, I did a lot more things last year, like I came out a bit more. Um, I still need to stop going out as much. <laughs> my parents ground me, but... That's like my time to kind of like uh, give myself a break from everything. Um, we're just gonna wrap up our talk because, yeah, it's um, we I know we can go on till tomorrow, and but I'm mindful that you need to get back to your son. Um, is there any advice that you have? I know that you said before that you feel like you're not going forward, but for me, like meeting you today and just seeing you on, you know, social media, like living your life, it, I've, I know, I've, I think you're moving forward, not forward from your partner, but definitely your building, which I think is just an amazing thing to do, considering that, like you said, you don't really have closure. Um, what advice would you give for people? Um, who, two people, sorry, who are going through something similar, like 
they can't really find closure, but you know, they still need to find a way to move on? Uh, it's just being strong, like staying strong, love for our kids. Just, uh, it's quite hard, like, I, even my own advice I can't take myself, but it's, like, just to be, like, life short, like, like, I took ages to, like, accept this, like, I was on social media of my stories, like, sounding depressed and, like, being angry at the world for everything but like it's just just staying strong I think talking because usually I don't talk about my stories or like especially about this this was probably the first time like people were here on my side like uh, like no one's really heard my side only through my my Instagram posts or my stories but like letting it out make uh, helps a lot because I'm the type that I hold a lot in and it's helped me mentally because I'm not really all there <laughs> at the moment but just to be yeah, honest and forgiving <laughs> forgive fast love and love every day pretty much yeah. it's just never know Forgive fast and love every day. I think that's the key message of this podcast. That's amazing. Norma, I just want to thank you for coming here. She had some trouble finding this cafe because she doesn't. she's not a cafe fiend like I am. Yeah, I will get to a new cafe and I'll find it really fast because I'm a coffee addict. But Norma's nice and healthy, not addicted to things like caffeine. So I just want to thank you, Norma, for coming. I thank you for sharing your story. I know people will be blessed by hearing it and yeah I know that you are living your best life right now because you know you're doing things like being a good mom loving your son bettering yourself and that to me that's living your best life it's doing it's living every day the best that you can because that's all we can do is take moment by moment eh? But yeah, I just want to thank my listeners for tuning in and please catch us at our next episode of You Talk Too Much. Talk, talk, talk.